Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. I'm really uh, uh, honored to have a, a really interesting and awesome guy uh, I'm interviewing on the podcast today. It's really going to be a lot of fun because... Uh, Zachary Babcock is, uh, he's not strictly uh, speaking a copywriter in the same way I ha- am, but, but he's uh, used the principles uh, for as long as I've, I've seen you, you know, um, online, uh, different copywriting principles, like stuff like getting attention and, uh, and, uh, and getting and uh, doing all that copywriting stuff. I'll let you explain that uh, a lot better than I can. But, but uh, dude, welcome to the show. It's really exciting to have you on. Um, so thanks for coming on. And, and can you just uh, tell us a bit about... Uh, about where you came from and how you got here because it's a really interesting story that I think everyone needs to hear. Yeah, man. Right on, Brian. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. It's uh, it's an honor, dude. And uh, yeah, um, a little bit about myself, where I came from. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny, man, because I was scared to show, uh, share this part of my story uh, early on in my entrepreneurial career because it's uh, really um, chaotic and kind of, kind of crazy, but um, it ended up becoming one of the strongest, um, tools that I have to build a relationship with my audience. And it's, um, you know, I spent over five years of my life in prison uh, from being a knucklehead growing up, not really having any uh, purpose driving me, no chief aim in life. And uh, wanting to be accepted by other people, wanting to fit in uh, with the crowd and be accepted by other people's standards. So, you know, that, that uh, landed me in prison, uh, you know, drug addiction, all that. And, um, you know, I did, did four years flat, came out, uh, came home, was working a, a job of 50 to 60 hours a week at a bar and grill, uh, got another job in sales at a clothing store and got promoted right away. I sold 3,000, a whole store did 9,000 uh, in one day. So they promoted me and then I put in my two weeks at this bar and grill where I had stability in my life. And um, two days later, uh, the clothing store called me like, Mr. Babcock, uh, yeah, you're a convicted felon, kick rocks. And, uh, you know, instead of keeping my chin up and search for other opportunities, man, I, I threw a pity party, um, became an alcoholic, like hardcore. Um, and then I ended up getting a DWI. And then a few months after that, I landed myself back in prison um, just 20 days before my twin sons were born. And uh, that for me was like, dude, it was like the heart. It, it was the lowest I've ever felt in my life. I felt big enough to sit on a penny and swing my feet from it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm leaving my, you know, here I am supposed to be the man of the family, the protector of the family provider. And I'm leaving uh, my girlfriend, now wife, uh, pregnant to bring our children into the world by herself. So I just, it was horrible. But at the same time, it was beautiful because it was like, it's what got me to change. It was like a paradigm shift. It like instantly in that moment, uh, my desire to change became strong, stronger than my desire to stay the same. Long story short, man, it hasn't been a fairy tale. I, I got out eight months later, um, no job, nothing, two uh, eight-month-year-old twin boys, uh, couldn't get a job anywhere, and then I got my start originally in entrepreneurship. Well, I mean, I take that back. I've been, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. An entrepreneur yeah. through, I, used to hustle, I used to hustle dime bags and Pokemon cards in school. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I got my start, though, originally in uh, network marketing, and I did that for about two years. Um, but towards the end there, and I'm grateful for the industry because I was able to create a $2,000 a month income, uh, residual income in there right out the gate, which isn't like, Oh my God, you're rich. But for a guy coming out of prison, it was like, dude, you know, it was, it was a game changer, but more importantly, it showed me that, you know, I could create a lifestyle by design. 
but um, it just wasn't, wasn't my calling. It wasn't for me. I felt, I started to feel like a parasite at the end. I started to feel like that guy that sends you a friend request and then immediately <laughs> I'm in your inbox. Yo, I got this million dollar opportunity or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I made the jump into what I'm doing now in, into coaching. And I, and over time I uh, used principles of copywriting to really build my brain and, and more importantly, to really build a relationship uh, first instead of just trying to sell shit all the time like which i'm not saying you definitely got to be selling but uh there's an ethical way to do it you know instead yeah. of just you got to build a relationship with people first yeah you know? and it's interesting uh, um about the ethical part of it because as uh, uh listeners to the show will know you know it's all it's uh copywriting is basically about building that relationship with people you know um <clears throat> you often wonder about uh, uh people who scam other other people you know it's just that one front-end transaction that the, the core of a successful business is that those repeat customers. So um, I don't know how they ever expect to get rich. That it's, that's the hard way of doing things, I think. Um, yeah. But uh, um, <clears throat> what have you noticed about, uh, um, uh, about the marketing scene? Um, you know, uh, what, how do you see other people uh, using the principles of copy? Um, do, do you think uh, most people get it right or, or are there are a lot of mistakes being made? Yeah. And I, I think there is a lot of mistakes being made. And, and like I said, I was making those mistakes and here's where I'm getting at with that. So I see so many people and, and, and for me, I just can't do it because it goes against my morals and values of, of uh, trying to put on a persona of something that I'm not like, um, you know, when you see those guys taking pictures in front of rented Lamborghinis acting like they're balling when they're broke as fuck, <laughs> like <laughs> that is not, <laughs> Not the way to do it, dude. And uh, a quick, a quick story, dude. So, like, when I um, I, I when I first got into coaching, I struggled all of 2017. I was originally a personal development coach for uh, entrepreneurs, and yeah. that shit was that shit was so broad. Nobody wanted that because it wasn't it what there wasn't it wasn't one audience, mm -hmm. one outcome, and one offer. It was just all over the place. But when I finally dialed in my message, uh, I launched my podcast, and it blew up right away. Uh, became a top 200 podcast in the first week. And I was like, I was so excited because I was like, all right, I found my audience, underdog entrepreneurs. And, um, but I quickly learned as I started to get to know my audience that they didn't want personal development, not saying that they can't continue to grow, but they wanted to know how to make money in their business. Yeah. So at the time, um, I was excited because I was like, all right, I figured out my audience and I figured out specifically how I can help them. But how can I help them? Because I haven't, I haven't made at the, I haven't made six figures and seven figures in my business, you know? So I was feeling conflicted yeah. and, um, and I was like, I can't do this. You know, I, I won't, I won't try and act like, you know, I won't be the guy in front of the Lamborghini. It's just not yeah, my yeah. style. So <laughs> my game plan moving forward was, uh, that I was going to continue to build my affiliate income. Like I do, uh, affiliate income with a couple of different softwares like ClickFunnels, TubeBuddy and a few other stuff. I was like, I'm going to build that up to a six figure income and I'm going to continue to interview entrepreneurs, uh, these rock stars I'm interviewing on my show. And then after I hit that six figure mark, then I'll take what I learned from all these interviews and from what I had done in my business and create a program around that. And that was, uh, that was a game plan. But I, uh, through my marketing efforts of consistently putting myself out there, I, uh, sh sh formed a strategic partnership with my JV partner who has, uh, years upon years of experience. His last, uh, program, has over a thousand students and over 20 million in revenue. And what we were able to do was able to uh, uh, take his uh, repurpose, a lot of his content that fits the underdog entrepreneur and build that program out. But what I'm getting at with that story is 
is, uh, yeah, maybe your situation won't work out like that. Maybe you won't like land a JV partner like that, but you don't have to pretend that you're further along than what you really are. You, you could just, you could just tell your audience, be honest, like, Hey, look, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm, what I'm going after. And I'm going to take you along this journey and you can learn with me or whatnot. Mm. You don't have to, because look at man, not everybody, even the gurus had to start out somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you don't have to fake about it and people appreciate it when you're being real and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I was having this conversation with somebody uh, just the other day. And and I remember back, back in the day of, of, uh, my early marketing education and one particularly in guru uh, who was uh, teaching a lot of stuff back in Australia was uh, his, one of his things was, uh, um, you know, fake it till you make it, you know? Um, and it was a whole central theme about, um, you know, his thing. Now he wasn't, he wasn't doing that. He'd already had uh, some su- su- successful businesses behind him, but, but for those of us just starting out, you know, uh, we wanted to, we wanted to become gurus ourselves. Um, at least at the time when I was still drinking that Kool-Aid, um, you know, <laughs> So, you know, we thought, oh, geez, you know, um, uh, I, I haven't, haven't made these, uh, these, uh, this big money online just yet, but I want to teach you all these principles that I know. Uh, so I think that, that, do you think that's where, where the conflict comes from? A lot of people, um, there's a million businesses you can start. Maybe, maybe uh, being a guru isn't, maybe not be the one for everyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you can, you, you, when you get really specific about the problem that you help, like you might help people build funnels or you might help people um, launch podcasts, you know, whatever it is, you might help people write books or whatever that yeah. is, you know, you could, you could start off like that. Or even if you're like um, trying to build a personal brand, you know, like the conflict that I was running in with, it was like, well, how do you position yourself that, you know, you can help people but at the same time, uh, you know, not hurt yourself because you haven't made that, you know, and like, yeah, with, um, with, with, with my situation, cause I could speak about that specifically, like, um, you know, you, you, you can't, I'm not saying to go out and tell people that, um, that you're broke as fuck or yeah. whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't have to go and say, Hey guys, I'm broke as fuck, but follow me anyways. Cause that, yeah. cause that's going to, that's going to kill you. Mm. But, um, but you could be real and not pretend that you're, you don't have to pretend that you're something that you're not is what yeah. I'm trying to get it, you know? And, and for me with my situation, it was, it was different because I have a JV partner. So I was able to open up and show people that, Hey, you know, I got, got my JV partner and we were able to show his results with his students, you know, the testimonials and the proof that he has. Um, one thing uh, that I'm, that, that I've really uh, seen that, that I feel personally works the best is, is results showing your results. So maybe, maybe go help somebody, uh, maybe go help a few people for free if that's what you got to do in the beginning, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but get some results and show it, you know, that's one of the things that I did to get my copywriting career started because I wasn't really getting anywhere. And I had a a few friends that uh, were, were, um, uh, helping me out with advice. One guy said, um, I'll go do, uh, five, um, uh, sales pages, um, and uh, charge like a dollar each or something just to get the testimony. And, uh, you know, um, I thought that was an amazing technique, uh, amazing idea when, when, I, when I first came across it. And I thought, um, <clears throat> uh, I thought you know, um, uh, th- those, because those value testimonials are so powerful, even back then I knew that they were so powerful. I'm not, I'm not just, uh, you know, Brian was a really good copywriter and he's really smart and, and he's got an awesome haircut and all that kind of st- uh, bullshit. <laughs> um, you know, I want uh, I want them to saying, uh, you know, uh, Brian wrote this sales page and I, and it made me um, a, a million dollars uh, um, 
in the first month or whatever, whatever. And uh, um, uh, so, I, so I ended up doing these uh, uh, five sales pages, the five pieces of copy. One was uh, one was something on on uh, on eBay, and the guy ended up uh, um, selling at about ten thousand dollars a month uh, on eBay back in the days when that was like a decent amount of uh, money to be made uh, on eBay, almost. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I guess only one one really stuck, but it's that one that helped launch my copywriting career. That one testimonial that was a results-based testimonial. Yeah, it's, I, I agree with you, dude. I think uh, results is, is everything. It's the name of the game, man. It's showing that it's a proof of concept, basically. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm a, a starting out, um, whether I'm a copywriter or I just want to start an online business, um, is that uh, probably the first thing that I should do? Uh, go out and get those results? And uh, um, uh, have you seen anyone else do this kind of thing? Yeah. So like if, if I were to give some advice on that, I would definitely say, yeah, get results, go out, uh, whether you got to get them for free for the first few or whatever to prove that yeah, it works, yeah, yeah. you know, the, that's going to go am I, from my experience alone, that's gone farther than anything else is the actual results. Same, same with mine. I mean, uh, I remember the psychology behind, uh, the charging a dollar instead of just doing it for free, because that was then at least, you know, <laughs> at least it, it, it uh, it's even that token small amount of money would, was uh, um, psychologically enough for the, the person to treat it as a, as a real project rather than just, uh, you know, something you're offering to doing for free. Because I've also uh, tried to doing stuff for free, doing stuff on spec, and, uh, and it doesn't really tend to get anywhere. But even, even just the $1 makes a lot of difference. Yeah, you know what? You just brought up a really key point too because if you, if you don't have skin in the game, you're not going to value it as yeah. much as you do if you do have an actual investment. So that, that does bring up a really good point. Um, you know, if you are, I think, I think that's actually a better way to go, but what you just mentioned, but if you are doing it for free, I wouldn't work with like a bunch of people at the same time for free. Because yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know, you got to be able to be focused on one person and really uh, help them implement whatever it is you're trying yeah, to, yeah. to help them get. I always tell people to, um, uh, to not be as, uh, as uh, uh, quick to throw away the jobs, their full-time jobs as I was, you know, I've done that three or four times at least. I've, uh, I've marched in the boss's office and said, uh, you know, go to hell. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Um, and then, you know, it's a few months later or, or six months later, you know, I'm, I'm back in the job market again because I, um, because I haven't quite had that success to secret, uh, uh just, just yet. So, um, uh, <clears throat> that's one thing that, 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 that I do want to make clear as well, you know, uh, um, and it's like you say, don't do all five projects at once because you'll just be overloaded with, and you're making five bucks. But, so it's a good thing to do sort of in your spare time after work. Yeah, man, absolutely. So a few other things too, like um, what, what I would say is I see um, people screwing up as is um, whenever they're making their posts, whether it's like organic Facebook posts or their ads or if it's their Instagram, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I see, I, and I, I used to be that guy, so I'm not talking about something that I, I haven't yeah stumbled on myself but i see people being too needy you know like um obviously yeah you want to grow your business and you want to help people get results and you want to live the lifestyle you want to live and make the impact you want to make but there's w w when you come across as like you really need it or you you're, you want it so bad and stuff like that's just gonna repel people you know yeah. the uh yeah. i learned this uh, actually from mitch miller uh the uh concept of the principle of least interest hmm. where where you're like so confident in what you have, but 
you're so confident in the results you'll get and what you have and and you're excited about it, but you don't, you know, it's not a big deal whether if they say yes or no, it's like, Hey, I'm giving you this opportunity. So if you want to take it, this is a gift for you, not a gift for me, basically, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, what you want to do is, uh, um, be that, uh, be that guy or that, or that business that, uh, your prospects look at you and, uh, they, they see you at, they, and they think to themselves, oh, that, that guy doesn't even need my business. So that, that through the guy that, that I want to, want to work with. Um, uh, <clears throat> I remember the, um, uh, one of the greatest copywriters uh, of all time, if not the greatest Gary Halbert uh, stood up at a seminar uh, and uh, um, he was running the seminar and he tended to charge $5,000 or more um, per person for the seminars. So um, they're a big deal and he really knows his shit. So it's well deserved. But um, what, what he did is, uh, um, I don't know if this is typical because uh, I never actually had the pleasure of meeting him, unfortunately, but, but he, w- he was there and he's dressed in a Hawaiian shirt, a pair of shorts and a flip flops. Uh, he had a, a baseball cap on and, and on, the ba- on the front of the cap, it said clients suck. Uh, and uh, and uh, he got up on stage and then proceeded to tell uh, everyone in the audience um, that he wasn't taking on any clients and and uh, um, and he was he was all booked up. He wasn't uh, looking for any copywriting clients. And he went on to teach a seminar. and And at the very next break, there was a lineup of people uh, waiting to speak to Gary and trying trying to hire him, sh- shoving money in his face, trying to hire him for copywriting. So um, <clears throat> that's the position that you're talking about, where it looks like. Uh, to your prospect that, that you don't, you don't even need their business. Yeah. That's genius right there. I never <laughs> heard that story before <laughs> the clients suck at. And everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always wanted to, to make myself up one of those hats and start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. so, uh, uh, that, that's, I think that's really valuable. What, what you've, uh, what you've talked about with, when it comes to, uh, starting a business, especially services business, you know, where, where, where people, uh, and it's the best kind of business to start off with in many cases, because, uh, you know, you, you don't need to spend a lot of money on traffic. You don't need to, um, uh, um, have uh, a million awesome results behind. You just need a handful of the proof you can do it and, and get those testimonials. Um, yeah, man. So I think that, I think that's really something to go on for a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, dude. And uh, another thing too, for like, you know, because we're talking about people just start like if for if this is people just starting out. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, a lot, a lot of your, I feel a lot of it can be built organically, especially when you're just starting out when you don't have an advertising budget when you're yeah. not, you, know, when you don't have the results and stuff yet. So really, you got to look at like, with, with you along with your copyright and everything else, like how you position yourself all across the board on your social media and in person. But uh, like for instance, like I'll give an, an example here with, with your, with your Facebook messages, man, you know how many people like, and I learned about this cause I used to be that network marketing guy that I would try. Like they taught me in network in, in the company I was in to make a list so that everybody know, and then start selling and <laughs> just go yeah, straight yeah, to the yeah. sales. And I felt like a parasite and that's what I was doing with even, I would add people on Facebook and just instantly message them. That's like the, uh, uh, a fatal mistake you can make. Like you're, you're, instantly killing a relationship with a person, any possibility of a good relationship. Um, so like if you're going to reach out to people, like what I do, this is just what I, what what I do and it it works pretty well with me. Um, I will literally meet somebody online and if they look like somebody that I want to align myself with, whether it's like just as a friend or if it's like a, as a potential uh, JV partner or if there's just someone that I want to, uh, 
be connected with. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I won't go into the conversation with my wants and needs. I'll literally, mm. I'll, I, and I won't even be like that cheesy parasite that like uh, you see those or those generic quotes, like such great to get to know you, blah, 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 yeah. all this stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, literally, I'll literally just be like, if they added me, I'll be like, hey man, thanks for that. Uh, or something like that and then take the conversation if they respond back then take it from there and just start asking them questions about themselves in a genuine way of literally just trying to learn about them and learn about their needs and stuff and who knows like I'm not saying that every single conversation will turn into fruition they might not turn into a great friend they might not turn into a business partner they might not turn into a client but there's been many instances where it has if you just yeah. literally focus on what their needs are and stuff you know and and and, and not be a, a, a fuckwad about it yeah. that's like uh, um that's like uh, um the basics of of, uh, of good networking as well so uh you know um uh, when you're meeting people um uh in the real world it's exactly the same as the online world there's no difference except except the actual uh media that you use uh so i think i think that's really powerful it's and the great copywriting principles principles as well you know get getting to know getting to know your prospect and offering them some kind of value before you actually ask ask them to give you uh, some value, i.e., you know, their credit card or check. So that's really awesome. Yeah, um, man. Uh, <clears throat> uh, this is a question that that we uh, have uh, we ask all our guests on, on this podcast. Who is the uh, uh, quirkiest or weirdest or strangest marketer that that you've come across uh, in the industry? <laughs> uh, quirkiest, strangest, or weirdest? marketer uh because there's been marketer there's, copywriter yeah yeah there's been marketers or copywriters that that i've seen that that have been like um what do you what's the word you want to call it um kind of like uh like holy shit like they they walk that line of polar being polarizing pretty well and yeah. uh also back it up uh, I can name that bit weirdest, strangest, or quirkiest. <laughs> uh I have to that's a really good question, bro. Um I guess man, uh dude, it like I, I guess I really haven't seen somebody that was just like, man, that guy is fucking weird or nothing. <laughs> um, I would have MLM guys that you're talking about who just messaged you. Yeah, yeah, like uh yeah, you'll see you'll see um you'll see uh, people that make those generic motivational quote after quote, like that's all they do. And it gets like a super ton engagement, but it's such bullshit. Like a lot of times it doesn't have like any practical value in it of what yeah. you can have. Like, okay, that's motivational, but how do I apply that in my life? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'll see that, but I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't answer that question. I don't really know like the weird, weirdest. I do know like people that are controversial and that like have some hard hitting content. Like your, your content really sticks out to me. Mitch Miller's content really sticks out to me. It's really, yeah, like you know, has that has that punchy in the face kind of stuff. Like it's yeah, like, yeah. damn, it's quite, it's quite unusual with what he writes at times. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, he can get off on tangents like that. But like, as far I thought, you're maybe asking like like just like, man, this this guy's fucking weird or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it depends on it depends on who you know, I guess. So, um, so uh, Mitch Mitch counts as uh, um, as someone who's not uh, um, who's uncommon, you know in a good way. So, yeah. so that's good. Um, so, uh, what about people who want to find out, uh, uh, more about you and, and what you do? How can they, uh, how can they find out more about you? Yeah, right on bro. Um, so I keep it really simple. That's another thing I learned. I used to be that guy that would 
bombard you with like a million different places from like you could check out my Instagram here my YouTube blah blah yeah. blah and all that uh, I just say I keep everything housed in one place it's on underdogempowerment.com you can go and check it out if you want to check out the podcast it's there the YouTube's there my other social medias uh, my uh, opt-ins for my uh, programs that helps you get lead generation customer acquisition all that shits in one spot so it's not confusing yeah yeah um uh, everyone should definitely go to go to that site right now because I know you've got a lot of cool stuff there. Um, everything's sort of organized there. So if you want to watch it on YouTube or, or whatever, uh, there's links to all that. Um, but uh, um, also there's your podcast, which uh, um, your podcast is one of the, the few uh, uh, that I actually take time out to listen to. And uh, um, <clears throat> that's not just because I've been on it myself, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it, is, it is one of the good ones. So everyone should definitely check out that site. Yeah, our interview on there is coming up pretty soon too. Yeah, cool, man. All right, um, thanks for that. I appreciate your time. Um, uh, I think everyone's got a, a shitload of value uh, on the call tonight, so um, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, we'll have to have you back on the show again sometime. Man, thank you for so much for having me on the show, man. It's been a blast. Cool, man. Thanks for that. Cheers. See ya. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.